Hello and welcome to the Points of Brew podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Points of Brew podcast with me, Stephen Carter. And this week, it's another first. It's Padstow again, as it was a, as a first with Padstow last time. We've got three guests on this podcast. So we've had two before, but we've got three this time. Uh, we've got returning guests, Simon and George. And then we've also got them joined by Ricky. So thank you very much, guys. How are we all doing? Yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah, nice to be nice to be back. Good. No, it's uh, it's it's nice to have you back. I, I must admit, Simon, you've kind of did all the I say all the organising. You were the one that sort of instigated this. Really, you kind of took all the work out of my hands of begging people to come on. We were the ones begging this like, time, is it? Shall we do another show? I was like, yeah. <laughs> please have us back. Hey, there's no begging. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it makes a, it makes a change for to be on the sort of the flip side of uh, wondering if people will speak to me. But obviously, we had a we had, we had a blast last time that we recorded. So I uh, I have no no doubts that it will be the same. Um, subject to George's in, George's internet again, and uh, not being unt- not being interrupted by delivery men this time. George, oh, hopefully. that yeah, that that's, that's true actually. Yeah, I'll probably just call it break. I think I think it was. Delivery men and was it chickens or pheasants? There were pheasants running around the garden, yeah. And there was a delivery yeah. man. I think I can't remember what he was delivering. I, I think, think it was beer. It was beer. I think it was beer. It was a beer, yeah. It was a beer mm. delivery. Yeah. Live. Live. Live beer deliveries. Very action-packed show. I wonder if this will uh, live up to the uh the last one. It was, mate. It was, mate. But we we said that we should, you know, you should have your own TV programme. And it almost feels like this is the yeah, the, the first the first outing in in Padstow TV. So episode uh, two. We, we, yeah, yeah. Only, only just about yeah. probably just under a year later, yeah. but it's happening nonetheless, nonetheless. So, but no, I um I do appreciate it, guys. So, so thank you very much. So, um, but as we were chatting off air, Simon, it kind of feels that we've sort of bookended this whole this whole process that's gone on, doesn't it? Really, at the start, we recorded sort of in the early days of COVID, and we're uh, sort of at the back end now as things have started opening up. So, I imagine you guys are preparing for the tasting rooms to be open if they're not they're not already done so I imagine yeah like you say it's kind of accidental because last time we were well, George was in his garden getting beer deliveries and I was sat in the bedroom and it was all like you know a little bit kind of difficult to just ignore it and now it's um it feels definitely uh like a kind of oh, end God. fingers crossed to the to the whole saga um and yeah no tasting rooms opened um on Monday so so yeah that was a real highlight of the week um got down there for a, a pint in the sunshine afterwards and yeah it felt George was like it feels like we haven't been away <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I've missed it so yeah, much it's been killing but, you know pint of pint yeah. of proper beer um yeah it was much needed and it's uh, nice to try yeah. cask again for me it's just been so long since I've had any cask yeah yeah, yeah that's that's what everybody's yeah. been saying um so yeah no it was, it was good and obviously the weather just about made it yeah snowed some places but we've been quite fortunate down here it's been it's been pretty good you can sit outside quite comfortably so uh okay so you you generally avoid the snow obviously down there don't you but if it's been anything like what we've had we've had sort of moderate weather sort of the 12 13 degrees which is comfortable weather to sit outside at least albeit we had snow back in the last week but this week it seems to be uh the weather gods are playing ball and allowing people to sit out and enjoy a bit of sun and some beer and, and like you said George a lot of people now is people are happy to be brewing cask beer but a lot of people are happy to be drinking yeah. cask beer as well which we've we've not had in a in a very very long time no it's a very long time yeah no, it's been quite nice it's we what... uh, we supplied a couple of pubs last week with a few and they obviously didn't want to order too many because mm. you know not sure how bit and they've all been calling up this week going 
I need more. Yeah. I, ne- I didn't. I didn't realize how busy it'd be. I need. I need more. Can you? Yeah. Can you do it now? <laughs> it's like. Uh, um, actually, no. No. <laughs> Short answer is no. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, but I'm really pleased that it's gone well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's, watching... it's really optimistic, actually. So. Yeah. Well, we've we, we've just done our our total cask stock wash. We kind of spent the whole day washing casks. We got about two hundred and some of them, pretty much. That so that was. Is this your your DIY cask washer still going strong, George? Oh, you've it? never seen anything like it. <laughs> You know, I know. I know Sharp's Brewery. I know they had one built by some by some bloody fabricators and <laughs> machine companies, but it, it it doesn't work as well and as efficiently as my pallet cask washer. I say that right now. Yeah, you can. You, you know, the thing is with George. George is a master builder of all things pallet related. If it's made yeah. from a pallet it, and it's built by George, it's just a contraption of beauty. It is. It's something to behold. I tell yeah. you. I just love pallets. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no wrong with that, mate. You know, there's nothing wrong with upcycling. I'm sure you see many, many pallets around the brewery, so it's good to make use of them, mate. And oh, I just, I just can't be, I, I can't be asked to go to screw fix. That's my, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why. That's in, in all honesty. <laughs> uh, too tight. If it's all like us up here, it'd be too tight to actually have one built and pay for it. That'd probably mark a point. Just like, how much? Yeah, just, how much? Just, just take the shives out and yeah. refill them. Yeah, right. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Not those chives. Those chives aren't going back in anything. Some of them. Some of those casts had sat for a long time. Un- we were wafting a bit. Unloved. Early. So they were pretty. Anyway, mm, pretty needed gone. a bit of a but, deep yeah. cleanse. The uh, the glamorous world of the craft brewery. Mm. <laughs> Today we're going to clean two year old casks. Mm. I think you smelled us before you saw yeah. us. Yeah, I did. I smelled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did actually. We actually smelled. Yeah. <laughs> <you know. laughs> It's not often that we genuinely have a stock yeah. on, but we did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, at least we're not recording in person. That's the main thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sure. <laughs> I have, I have had a yeah. shower. That's today. some advisors yeah. of Zoom calls. Yeah. People are like, I want to get off Zoom and back to the pub, but I think there are times when you might be like, oh, actually, it's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because obviously we, we in our sort of brief discussion, Simon is obviously I'm scheduled to be down in sort of back end of May, which fingers crossed looks like it's. Still happening, you know. So yeah, we're not, yeah. we're not hopefully having a new turn. So I'll, uh, I'll definitely be calling in and paying yeah. you, uh, paying you all a visit for sure. Because it's uh, wait, where are you staying? Uh, up near Foy this year. Um, oh, so it's nice. a, bit, a bit further oh, north nice. um, than we normally like to stay. We usually try and stay somewhere near St Ives, Penzance, a bit further south, but right down west, yeah. But the people who own the cottage that we usually stay in, they sold last year because of COVID, which is understandable they've got this yeah. other cottage in Foy which like I say it's a bit further north but it's somewhat a little bit different because we normally don't go that far now because yeah, it's, it's a lovely bit of a, bit of a trek over sort of an hour's drive so something a bit different but just just happy to be in Cornwall mate so yeah it's good yeah. pasty shops in Foy so the, yeah. I think the biggest pasty I've ever had was from Foy <laughs> <laughs> on one of the ones one of the ones along the bottom on the high street oh, yeah. it's like the size of a rugby ball it was the biggest massive. if you ever want to do a pasty edition of like you know podcast george is definitely your man around cornwall yeah i try and have <laughs> at least three a week mate i i, I it's it's like law is it not to it's like yorkshire puddings around here surely it's pasties is a, a daily well, occurrence surely in, a, in an ideal world it would be a daily occurrence but unfortunately, <laughs> i have to strip it down to minimum well, minimum I can afford is is uh, well, maximum I can afford. Sorry, is, is three pasties a week. So that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. But we've we've had we've had weeks with five good pasties. Week. It's a very good week. It's, it's a it's a week full of yeah. rennies. <laughs> <and Gaviscon>. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have said before though I've um, 
flipping remarks once I've, I could just do a, a Instagram page about pasties. Rate my just, pasty or something. Yeah, 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 just across Cornwall because there's so <laughs> many different shops you could have and infinite different combos. Like, I could actually do that. Um, but I thought it'd probably be a bit... A lot of them do home delivery now. You can get them, like, delivered to your mm. door anywhere in the country. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? the... Um, they're fucking just like, like, how do you not know about this? <laughs> did you not know? Is that? Yeah. There's quite, there's quite a few. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> To your door, but you have to order like a whole box of that. That's right. That's any trouble. Yeah. You've been living a lie, George. You need. I've been. To, I've been doing the job for him, driving out and picking them up. <laughs> I believe you've not known about this, but yeah, when you live down there, you don't really need a delivery service, do you? I suppose, but no, you know. no. There's no Deliveroo or anything like that. No. Can you imagine if there was, if you could just get pasties delivered. Yes, like, just pasties. A guy on a bike pulls up outside your house with a. Cool box with a pasty in it. Just one pasty. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the sure, life. Right? Lobs it through your front <laughs> <Yeah>. window. <laughs> He'd have like massive calf muscles, though, wouldn't he? Because like he's just it's like doing a delivery in every town. So many hills. Cycling, cycling up and down. He'd be like, right, I've done pads. Yeah, so I'm yeah. off to Foy. Yeah. <laughs> right, lads. I've got a quick question. Go do on. I pop one of the cans or do I pop one of my uh, takeaways? No, save your takeaways. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I was just about to sort of gently segue onto sort of one of the, the yeah. main one of the main focus on on why we're here, really. So, uh, you you guys kindly uh, sent me up one of your new additions and have included me in the in the launch and give me the inside scoop. So I appreciate it. So, um, so I don't know who wants to take the uh, the lead on telling us a little bit about it. But do you want to tell us about uh, Pocarillo, the uh, new beer that you've just launched? Well, I mean, you were, I remember you were saying a little while ago that you're a big fan of West Coast. And we've had this beer under, I say in development, it sounds very sophisticated, but we've been thinking about brewing it for a few months. So, yeah, we kind of earmarked you for the uh, for the launch um, of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a West Coast. We've done a few West Coast IPAs before, um, but this is the first one we've done that's really about showcasing a particular hop. It's just a um, single hop and yeah. the whole thing. Bittering Which everything. is all, it's all, so it's all Amarillo. Um which obviously is kind of, it's quite a famous hop. Um, apparently it was discovered by accident um, on one of the kind of hop farms out there. And then they realised what great kind of aroma it had. And it's um, it's got quite good bittering potential as well. So it's quite a flexible hop. And we've kind of had it knocking around in the brewery for ages. We've used it in a few beers, like some of our New Englands. And always is kind of like, yeah, we'll put a bit of that in to kind of build up some of the aromas and some of the kind of citrusy quality. And, and this one we've gone, yeah, let's let's showcase it. And it kind of fits with the West Coast because Amarillo is like a big... Orangey, orangey. You know, tangerine kind of... Yeah, so you kind of, with yeah. the West Coast, it kind of, it seems like match made in heaven. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of the sort of the, the popular hops to use in that style as well. You kind of see it, it is, on there. It's, the... a, it's always on all, all, all the flagship West Coast. You always see Amarillo on there. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a safe choice. But, but yeah, it, it's... We did uh, two dry hops with this one, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I got nailed in the first dry hop. <laughs> so, so I've uh, I went in on a, on a Saturday and I was doing some bits and bobs around the brewery, um, and I was going to dry hop the beer on the Friday, but it, I wanted to get it going kind of just just pre primary, um, just before yeah. it starts producing shitload of CO two. Um, and I forgot. So I went in Saturday and I was like, oh, shit, I better do it. <laughs> so I opened up the, the, uh, the top manway and it was 
you could see it was really going. It was yeah, hmm. vigorously fermenting. And there was a lot of dissolved CO2 in the beer. And I was like, well, I've got to do it. It's, the hop, the, I've got to dry hop it. So I'll just bite the bullet and do it. So it's a 15 kilo at the start of firm and then a load more at the end. So that's three bags of hot pellets. Um, mm. So I put the first one in. It was all fine. I was like, I know I'm going to get nailed. As soon as I opened the lid, I thought, <laughs> I know I'm going to nucleate it. You ever seen those videos on, on, on Instagram and stuff when people like tanks explode in their faces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew th that was obviously going to happen. Um, so I did the first five kilo. That was fine. I, it was like rumbling a little bit. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shut the next five in. Got to the, to the last five, opened the bag up, put half in, and it rose up to the top. And I was like, oh, shit <laughs> so slammed the lid down <laughs> held it on and it was kind of spraying everywhere i managed to get the lid uh tightened so it was sealed and i kind of used the sidearm to burp it um and i was like well, i've still got about two and a half kilo of amarillo and that's it's a pretty expensive hop so um after burping it a few times i thought the uh the tank had kind of done its thing i thought you know it kind of nucleated the whole brew wasn't going to be a problem. Um, turns out the spray ball was blocked for the hops, so it wouldn't actually burp. So I climb back up the ladder, uh, start undoing the lid, blows the seal out and just blasts me in the face on top of a ladder <laughs> with hops. And, and it was all caught on CCTV. Brilliant. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, we've recently, we've only just got some CCTV sorted out in the brewery for, you know, loan working and stuff like that. And yeah, this is the first. <laughs> I, I, and the, the worst thing was... The first high quality capture. The worst thing was that I was there all day. I was canning um, some rum punch for a friend of mine. Um, so I this was fairly kind of early, or kind of, kind of mid-morning. And I was there till kind of mid to late evening. So mm. I spent the whole day drenched Covered. in this beer with <laughs> hops, like hot matter when well, my ears were full i couldn't hear properly and i got home and i got in the shower and there was like solid hot pellet in my ears it was literally my hair was full of hops it was just oh i stunk of cheese by the end of the day it was just it was well, it wasn't very you're good. painting a beautiful picture George. so anyway the beer is lovely yeah, yeah, moving on away from yeah. the blue smell of cheese, but uh, I, th I think if there's any way that we can get older that footage, I think it needs to be we can uh, we can shared amongst we the can wider share community. That. We think. can share that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we need to get it on the gram, don't we? The video is everything. Like I've got some pictures you know. of me as well, so it's. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, all it these was, unseen things that people don't appreciate behind yeah. the scenes. Exactly, it, Georgia. It's, all this hard work. People and... take beer for granted, you know. It's it's people like me doing things like that that put the, put those beers tops in your ears in, in your fridge <laughs> yeah. yeah you really just sat and bunged it in your ears didn't you really yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> i was just <laughs> had i not seen had i not seen the footage i'm exactly. not sure i believe i was it, just having bored. seen it you're like mm, yeah it was like it, it it was it was like being shot with a with a pressure wash honestly the the the, the speed hot. it came out at it was um but anyway yeah enough about that uh <laughs> yeah so yeah this this beer is single hop um, we were going to do originally with this beer, we were going to try and do a single malt, um, mm. but I just couldn't. Well, well, you know, we, we kind of thought we we don't want it to be too pale because we want it to yeah. be a little bit kind of distinctively different to mm -hmm. our our New Englands and bits above. So um, we ended up using Vienna and Munich in there as well. Um, 
so a little yeah. bit of color um as well but yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna say that it definitely has a sort of a, a different appearance to a, a sort of a, a stereotypical or classic west it doesn't because obviously you've still got that that haziness within it yeah. you know like you say you've not got that transparency or clarity in it which i don't think you necessarily need all the, all no, the time i think so that's yeah. sort of style but i think you can i think you can like say put your own sort of spin and riff on it but it definitely yeah it's definitely kind of become our take i think the last we've done a couple of west coast before and they've been a bit more kind of bit clearer style, they? Yeah. bit clearer and obviously a, a more more bitterness i think mm. than this one yeah but yeah it's not that bitter is it really um, that kind of bitter orangey thing going which i really like but without being kind of overpowering um yeah i mean it's all about making beer that people want to drink so yeah. and obviously high high bitterness can uh can kind of stop people going back for another one. So yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think, Stephen? Anyway, you're you're West Coast uh, connoisseur. What do you think to it? No, I, I really like it. I, I I agree. I don't think it's overly bitter, but like you say, I think too much bitterness puts people off. I mean, I can take a lot of bitterness because I really like the style, but I think that is a a perfect sort of example of a more sessionable, sort of pintable, and sort of go back for more version of a west coast like you say some of them even for me can be sometimes leave it a little bit dry with the bitterness and it's like oh, yeah, God, i've only got that, one of them it's a mm. little bit stringent sometimes mm. for me whereas um, whereas this i think it's got that sessionability where you could quite comfortably have a a couple of cans of that or a couple of pints of that and and not have that astringency like you said george i think it's very very palatable and very nice actually so you don't have to say that just because we're on camera oh mate no if if it was horrible I'd, I'd tell you don't worry about that i'm uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't uh i don't brown nose just a free beer but no i, I really i really enjoy i'm really enjoying it mate it's uh it's very tasty i think sessionable is a good word as well because like um i think obviously tri- typically with the west coast and certainly ones i've sort of drunk they, they generally tend to be a bit higher so yeah. being a bit closer to five percent i think is it's something we, we talk about quite a lot. We, you know, we've talked about beers coming out of lockdown and actually, you know, one of the things we sort of say about a lot of our be- beers that people want to drink are, I think, more sessionable things. People aren't really wanting mm-hmm. to smash 11% Imperial Stouts coming out of coming out of lockdown, you know, and, and all that stuff because, you know, getting back in the pub, no one wants to be having a real sore head in the morning, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, this well, is the, it. Last, yeah, I think we were talking about that last episode about, you know, sessionable stuff like that we, we, I can't remember. we talk about it all the time because we like yeah. Because yeah, we, we, <laughs> yeah. i think that's the, that's the good thing about well i don't know if it's good or bad but that's just what it is but we're all kind of pub goers mm-hmm. as opposed to doing or ordering online so kind of unintentionally we've all ended up chasing the sessionable strengths yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh as our, as our kind of go-to so i think whenever we come up with a new beer there's always you know, we're always pretty conscious of can I have more than one? Mm. You know, because that's exactly how we think about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's. But I I always say this, and I think now, especially at Worlds, going hopefully back to normal, is that there's been this sort of drive for high percentage, bigger, better, whatever dippers, tippers, silly percentage stouts. Everyone's going to suddenly just do a complete U-turn and go back to the session strength stuff. Because, but like you said, when I'm going out, so, yeah. I'm only going to you know, I'll either drink pints or I'll probably drink halves to get try as many different things as I can. So I don't want to be drinking half of a dipper or a pint of a dipper or, you know, a third of a tipper. I want to drink stuff like this that you can sit and have a few pints of Absolutely. and then move on to the next place and keep enjoying rather than just keep, like you say, just end up legless in about 10 minutes, which can quite easily yeah. happen with stuff that's been coming out recently. So 
Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I've, yeah. I usually find that I don't know. I don't know about anyone else. I think this is like maybe a mind over matter type thing. But I find that like at home, I can be sat in like a, a dark room drinking a fifteen percent, you know, stout, and then I won't feel it. You're right, mate. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but then like I go to the pub and the excitement, like when we were sat outside having a beer. I mean, we were drinking four percent beers, and I was like, God, I can I can feel it a little bit. Like, and I'm like, I'm drinking a four percent, but you know, I've been been drinking these big heavy stouts and I'm, I'm i've been fine at home so because you're on your own you don't realize how pissed you are that's yeah, exactly. well yeah. maybe maybe that's you it. think you're that fine is, everything's fine true, yeah. you're like, oh, i'm all right yeah. nothing's wrong here yeah. <laughs> and you go to the fridge Carry and you're on. like oh yeah God. you don't have to stumble to the next pub or that's what it is yeah yeah, question why you sat in a dark room though. It's, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you want to talk, mate. mate long, long day of brewing with you. I need, I need quiet. Hey, come on. <laughs> it's not that bad, surely. <laughs> it's a privilege. You should be paying to do it. So, so this um, Pocarillo guys, obviously, you've not officially launched it and sort of coinciding with with this podcast. Um, so, is this going to be available in the tasting rooms and on the web shop and and from the shop? Where's what sort of format can people find it in? Yeah, so from uh, from Friday, which I think is when this is being aired, mm-hmm. um, it will be available in our tasting rooms and online, and then obviously, hopefully, trick it out to trade and stuff next week. Um, yeah, I mean it's in the four forties, and it'll be in keg in our tasting room as well. From from Friday, so if you come down for the weekend, you'll get a, get a nice fresh West Coast um, IPA set outside in the sunshine. Hopefully, yeah, well, uh, well, hopefully there's still some left by the time I come back. Which I've put, that's pretty been uh, been greedy and sort of uh, I'm wanting it myself, but hopefully in a way that it's all gone by then. But it'd be nice to uh, get some fresh. Save <laughs> we'll you can. Just keep me cast just to one side, just like yeah, just, just come and sup it all day. Yeah, we've got a few kegs, but I mean, if it, if it goes well, and I'm sure it will, uh, we'll be doing it again. So yeah, I, I can't imagine it not um, going down well, to be honest. So. No, I mean the name obviously is is a mishmash between Pocket Rocket. Uh, which is our kind of popular session beer and mm-hmm. and Amarillo. It didn't take us too long to come up with the name. Sometimes naming beers is like a really long, drawn-out process. And this one, we were like, yeah, Pocarillo. And then we're like, oh, no, now we've got to call it Pocarillo, haven't we? And obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> got the can and they not even bad night. Yeah, that's a good name. I was like, Just do is that. it? Is it really? <laughs> so. It kind of passive aggressively came into existence, didn't we? We sort of we were ready to launch it, and then we were like, "Oh, oh, we better we better call it that now." <laughs> well, it, it was suggested at, at the pub just before lockdown, yeah. wasn't it? We were all at the pub, and it was suggested, and we were like, "I think I was I was the kind of uh, the leader of the opposition <laughs> on that one." I was a bit like, "That's a, not sure about that name, not sure about that." Nah, and then it slipped in, slipped slipped into the printers, <laughs> and uh, now I'm kind of like. Oh, I don't know what else we could yeah. call it. Like, Done deal. I suppose it's one of them sort of, yeah, too late. again, one of them things that sort of people don't appreciate, that you can sort of lose a lot of time and sleep over, oh, we need to give it a really good name, and then you spend hours and hours and hours and hours, and it's just literally all of a sudden someone suggests them at somewhere, it's like, yep, yeah, yeah. we'll do that. Or, or the opposite, you come up with a fantastic name, you think, I've nailed it, and you mm. go on and tap to so the first review is, what a shit name, and you're like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> It's a cruel place on tap. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, we used we used to we used to spend a lot of time when we started doing the one-offs. We used to spend a lot of time on the names, probably too too much time. Mm. You know, sitting down over a beer and trying to come up with names. We had like lists of names and all this, and now we're just like, yeah. I've still got it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
about 30 names that are all yeah anyway so obviously like that. so you're saying obviously you were sort of wanting to showcase some obviously the amarillo hop here as a sort of ideas in the pipeline to to do a, a similar of different styles with single hops as well then or i think now we've done this one i'd quite like to to do some more um we've got a few do the, the full we've got a few different hops hop varieties that we haven't really explored uh and obviously the last year hasn't been great for for kind of volume of brews so mm. you know we've had a few hops um that we've wanted to use and it's just finding the right kind of opportunity so i think this summer might be quite a good one yeah to start yeah, yeah. doing some more of these kind of beers where you really kind of because it's interesting like you obviously a lot of our brews it's been like a number of hops three or four hops so you don't necessarily get those characteristics as clearly um whereas this one it's like oh okay so that's that's amarillo <laughs> you know yeah, yeah that's the flavor profile <laughs> you're not you're not yeah. muddling it up with anything else um yeah i think it's nice for drinkers as well to be able to sort of identify with that as much as anything because obviously the a lot of hops have a lot of sort of unique characters and flavours, but obviously some can be very similar at the yeah. same time. So I think it's good to go into a beer like this and go, I'm going to know that's what it tastes like if I've come to another beer of yours or anybody's in the future as well. You have a rough idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did try to kind of get as much out of the hop as we could. Mm. So we did massive hot side aromas. Uh, we did a big, well, for us, a big dry hop at the start of um, um just a little bit of hot fusion going on. And then we did one towards the later stages, towards the end of the firm as well. So, you know, we we tried to get as many different characteristics out of the hop as we could. Um, but I think I think it, it has got a bit of depth mm. to it. I was kind of worried with, with it being a single hop that it would just be just basically orange juice because that's, mm. that's the flavour I get out of Amarillo is that real orangey, slight kind of zesty bitterness uh you know when you get like dried orange yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's what i kind of get and i was a little bit nervous that we would just simply get that and it would just be super bitter and that would kind of give it a, a certain kind of astringency so I, I, I i'm quite happy that we've avoided that yeah um which i think we have pretty safely I don't think it's astringent. I don't think it's too bitter. And I think we've got a little bit more complexity out of it than just drinking orange yeah, juice. Yeah. No, definitely. I think the thing that I said, I get bitters from it, but I do get those, like you say, that those sort of subtle waves of a bit orangey, almost something like, say, some like marmalade is sometimes what I get from, from it sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I like the kind yeah. of bit, that kind of bitter orange, that kind of mm. Seville orange kind of marmalade kind yeah. of classic taste but there's you know this this bit is definitely a bit of kind of grapefruit some of the kind of lighter mm. citrusy notes as well so yeah it's really good actually it's um yeah it's nice but like i had a i had a single hop i think azaka um ipa recently and that was kind of cool because that's like that's quite peachy that one so mm. yeah so it's interesting to kind of look at these different hops in kind of isolation um really get a sense for the different flavors obviously when those hops were kind of first people were going this is really cool they probably were doing single hop beers and getting very excited about these different hops but i think now a lot of beers are just kind of three or four different hops um so you don't get all of those characteristics yeah well that's it and i think like you say some of it can sometimes get a bit lost sometimes in hmm. especially how powerful some of them can be you know like say some yeah, of them can be very very yeah. powerful and overbearing over some other ones so i think sometimes it's 
it feels like they're almost there just because they want to put more hops in it. Whether they actually serve any sort of purpose of the end product, you can't say for certain, but I think sometimes it's just chuck more, more, yeah. more, just <laughs> the more hops, the better. Yeah. Stop it to death. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm not sure about the volume, the volume measurement you get with dry hopping, if that's particularly useful, but it seems to be almost like a trend. Well, this is it. And obviously there's now sort of, many different ways of hopping obviously now with your sort of your powders your oils and things there's just it sort of yeah. complicates it that little bit more beyond having sort of hundreds and hundreds of different variations mm. you've got many different formats that they come in now as well don't you so it's sort of confuses it a little bit more now see it can seem like when you're adding in an extract i guess that that's perhaps why people get excited they've got all these like really great cool products and they're just sort of chucking them all in and and yeah, yeah it's, it's it's perhaps on that on its own it would be great like so yeah well, it's, it's, it's great that the experiment and obviously the sort of the oils and powders and things sort of the if you can get the qualities of the hopper without sort of the complexities of, of the sort of its usage and wastage and things then like you say it's great but like you say it's, it's the wastage it's, it's the wastage man that's what that's what it is it's you know like a, a fully saturated a fully saturated hot pellet it's, you know it's almost kind of three times its weight mm. and you know if you if you're doing what like 50 kilos of hops into a brew that's a serious amount of saturated beer mm. within that within that trub within that crap that you just got to dump off yeah. so that that's yeah you lose you lose a lot of beer and you've got to deal with yeah. So yeah, so you see your brewing costs. You, you know, you're, you're writing a recipe for twenty heck, twenty heck. You know, two thousand liters, and then obviously after your dry hop additions, you 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 priced up a beer based on a twenty heck volume, but after dumping and after you know, giving the beer conditioning time, mm. you you're missing. You're like, where's the rest of it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's 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 uh. There's that as well. That's the benefit. You've got to charge off the bottom line of what it starts out at, not what it finishes at, aren't you? That's the, the well, exactly. Nature, that's because well, you price it up for twenty heck yeah. because you know that's what it starts as. But yeah, as I said, with with dumping off pure like hot sediment, you do you do sacrifice the volume, mm. and that's that's the real great thing about these these hop extracts, you know like liquid like like cryo hops things like that it's you just get so much more character out of the product without giving your beer away to the drains yeah 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 well, that's it like you say you just end up with like sort of a big hoppy soup at the bottom don't you that like you say just not yeah usable. you do it's, yeah which is a shame because like it smells smells great oh it all yeah. goes oh, yeah. at the top yeah or oh, it twats you in the face <laughs> at 30 mile an hour yeah <laughs> um so obviously going back to what you were saying about the um the joint sort of formation of the name between Pocket Rocket and obviously the Amarillo Hop. I think Simon, you said that you wanted to sort of move on to the the Pocket Rocket and sort of do a, a bit of a side by side comparison as sort of the the next one. So I don't know if everyone's. Oh, we really? I've just tried to drink it. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like the obvious thing to do was to was to compare the two because obviously, yeah, Pocket and and Pocarillo, um seemed like it, yeah. it would make sense. So I, 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 George is just pulling his leg. I see that he has still got a uh, his can there. So I mean, if everyone wants to go for a, a synchronized <laughs> pour and drink, then we'll. Uh... I've got some. Yeah, yeah. Why synchronized not? drink? Fucking rocket! Yeah. If you guys can't tell, that's what I want. <laughs> try and keep him sensible before he moves on to his uh, his milk cartons. Yeah. I've only got two left. But they look different, don't they? Hang on. They <laughs> do. I'm actually. I shouldn't drink that. So fast. 
<laughs> I've got two days off now, so well, four days off, so I'm kind of excited. I just can't so There you go. You're right, you don't have to be up at morning then. Exactly, yeah. I will be. Seize the day and that. Make most of it whilst you can, mate. It'll be in a bit. 15, 15k run before six. That's, that's hey, a bit I'm, of me, that. I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> That was uh, that was joke. I can't run. It'll be in a beer garden by ten o'clock. Yeah, I'll, I'll be out. That's actually. Yeah, yeah, I probably will be. Yeah. With a bre- breakfast and a pint. Think of me, lad, when I'm doing that caustic I'll, wash. I'll, on the, I will on the not be thinking of you. <laughs> but, <laughs> that'll be the last really thing honest. on his mind. Yeah. yeah be, uh... Uh, so yeah, so uh, another thing that we wanted to obviously uh, to to chat about, obviously, Ricky, is you've you've come on board with uh, with the team at Padstow. Um, yes. So, do you want to just sort of have a chat about how you've come on board, how that came about, and yeah. sort of what sort of role you're you're fulfilling at the brewery at the moment and, and in the yeah, future? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, well, so basically, I guess sort of sort of a, a pre-COVID story, and that I kind of went through that. I won't won't go into great detail, but I went through the whole like corporate life to furlough life to sort of leave, leaving leaving that company life, and then I, I was like, I know. Um, I've got a great idea. Let's move to Cornwall, um, get out of the London rat race, and um, and I, I think I think it's it was a phone call with Simon actually. I was sort of like talking. We were talking about beer and various different things, and I said, "Oh, have you have you got any jobs going there?" And um, you know, everything great starts over a, a a beer chat or a beer while while you're talking and whatnot. And um, started off working. I sort of turned up to Cornwall. I think I moved from London to Cornwall in the space of a week, sort of when everything was safe and okay to do so and um i found myself sort of working in a t- in the tap in the tasting room initially so you know i did i did um i did a full summer you know like last summer before lockdown 2 and 3.0 mm-hmm. did a full full summer session in there you know the lock the second lockdown hit i started helping these boys up at the brewery and um i was just loving it you know talking talking about beer all day like who who who's going to complain about that so um seeing <laughs> so brewery life me yeah well, <laughs> they do tell you don't, you don't you don't stop boy yeah, that's why <laughs> there's worse ways to earn a living mate that's for sure no, I'm joking, I'm joking. no no i know no so so yeah so when i'm not talking george's george's ears off you know but it's about beer generally speaking and um sort of one thing led to another and you know started getting involved in the brewing process and so I guess I've quite kind of come from I think from like a real beer fans point of view you know like Mm -hmm. I I I don't come from a traditional beer background very much like say corporate life but just coming coming at it from that fans point of view which I think is a really really great way because whenever I talk to people about beer you know I love to I love to talk about like you know the flavors what I'm drinking and stuff like that and so I think you know whenever I sort of talk to George about building recipes or brewing I'm really I'm really thinking about what it tastes like and mm. sort of getting excited and then and then we sort of sort of build it that way around so so sort of a real fun fun point of view kind of thing so yeah yeah you've, you've I mean I blame been, um... I, I blame myself uh, for answering the phone <laughs> yeah. when Ricky called <laughs> <laughs> he answered on the sixth sick cool i know <laughs> and what's funny what's funny is that we were so busy last summer as you can imagine like lockdown yeah, ended yeah. and it was like everything reopened everybody came to and went yeah. and we'd been so we had Shit. our original tasting room <laughs> and we'd been planning to open the new one like back in april last mm. year but obviously with lockdown it didn't happen and and anyway but we ended up opening in august which is you know as you can imagine opening a new bar in cornwall in august is just like complete mayhem and obviously Ricky happened to bring up going yeah I'm thinking of moving to Cornwall and you know getting to the beer and I was like 
have you got any work? And I was like, well, actually, we've just opened a new bar in August in Cornwall. Yeah, you know. And then, yeah, within like two weeks or whatever, he was he was in there pulling fights and it was like <laughs> hang on and then and then and then i found out he used to live well i used to live in london and he used to live like i don't know five minutes away from where mm. i used to live it was a bit like i could walk there yeah. very strange like what's going on here and you know <laughs> so it's um yeah weird but All a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, six months six months later he's brewing in the brewery i'm like i, I should never answer that phone this is <laughs> you take responsibility yeah. And, and you know you you have to you have to hand it to the uh, to um to the guys in the taste room for putting up with him for the whole summer. I know, amazing. They offloaded me. Yeah, they got rid of him. In fairness, they palmed him off to the brewery as soon as they could. I mean, for, 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 for me, it's it's really nice having someone who's got like a real passion for it. Mm. And obviously, Ricky's been in the city, so he's got compared to me and Simon, he's tried so many more beers than we have. Yeah. And he's been doing it for a lot longer. So like he's coming up with all these ideas that we wouldn't we wouldn't think of. Mm. So I think, you know, if you keep your pads though in, in, in for, for the next few years, there's gonna be a lot of exciting stuff coming out. And I think a lot of that is gonna be through Ricky. It's me. Yeah, yeah. I would say. <laughs> it's just well, in the Bermondsey be beer mile too much, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, he's making me very jealous of that sort of dream of just up in sticks and like, right, I'm moving to Cornwall. It's uh, yeah, it's a big, it's a, it. it's a big move. What's stopping you? Do it. Cost. It's a long drive. Cost yeah. more than hope, mate. It's it's bloody expensive to live down there. Unfortunately, it is now. It's, yeah. it's it is better now, to be yeah. impulsive, mate. You just you think about money later. I, I, I felt my my wife always jokes <laughs> that I tricked her like into into doing. I'm like doing my dream job in Cornwall, and she's like. How did I? How did I sign off on this? Like she's like, I'm not really sure what happened. Yeah, well, this is it. So, I've always said that because my missus, she'd be all right because she could work. She works from home full time anyway. You know, she's done it for the last few yeah. years, so she'd be fine. But it's like for me, it's like might bring in Simon. Saying Simon, have you got another job available? Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep just keep bringing the brewing. If I answer, then yeah, might be just enough. keep wearing him down. Yeah, good luck yeah, getting keep him, to him down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a highly sophisticated recruitment yeah, process. Yeah. But when he does, uh, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just keep keep promising that to Anna. Just like, so I'll tell you, if Simon answers that phone, it's going to all change. It's going to be completely different. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're gone. As soon as the answers, we're gone. Again. Luckily, you're very unlikely yeah. you'll answer. So I'll, really, I'll, start, I'll start tomorrow. Uh... <laughs> I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> it's because he's because he's busy washing casks. That's yeah. why. Too busy looking after you two. That's the trouble. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I will not have that. Someone's got to keep you in line, mate. Someone's got to keep you in line. Stop you from getting covered in. So yes, yeah, so it's well, maybe. Well, I can't yeah. help him all. The, I can't help him. All, I can't be there all. Is the that time why you got CCTV installed? Is that what it is? So you can watch what. Yeah, he's so doing. I can look after him from a distance. I, 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 <laughs> Make sure he's not, not falling even, in. You know. That's not even funny. I knew that was going to happen. I was. It wasn't even a surprise. It was just. I tell you, you look pretty surprised, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's being shot in the face with like a jet hose. It's pretty surprising, <laughs> even if you expect it. But anyway, yeah. So pocket rocket versus pocket really then. Yeah, it's a it's a complete like you say, it's completely sort of a reversal and then looks I don't think I held it up to the camera the, the Pocarillo, but obviously that looks more sort of slightly lighter. Still obviously got your hairs to it, but it's again it's that sort of obviously been four percent, it's just so drinkable for its percentage, isn't it? Which is just again goes back to what it's, you were saying. It's got a lot mm. more body as yeah, well, yeah. isn't it? It's a lot more body, I think, for me. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little feels, bit crisper, I think. It just feels 
fuller mm. in your mouth to me. I think it's one of George's crowning jewels, actually. Um, I, I've I before I before I started working for Pads today, I'm, I've got a bit of a sort of confession to make. Insofar as I was I was very much a sour and dessert stout kind of guy, mm. like and my friends would always be drinking really really hoppy beers, so I'd be like, I'm just not not sure about the hoppy beer life, and. Um, I started working at Padstow, started drinking Pocket Rocket, and it, it did. It changed me. Yeah. And now all I'm drinking is is hoppy beer. So this, you know, this West Coast our session IPA, I just, I absolutely love it. Um, and I think George has, you know, it started off um, with Des, our owner's recipe, and then, you know, as as Des admits, you know, George has been sort of tweaking away and tweaking away. I'll tell you anyone because I get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, like he, he he did it very, you know, it's, it, there were very minimal steps, you know, so Des didn't notice straight away, and then all of a sudden Tess is like, "This is this is cracking, this is," yeah. like, and um, and we've had many a beers. I think I've, we've been drinking Pocket Rocket in the past, talking about, and yeah, George is he's absolutely smashed it. It's, it's my it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite Padstow beer, mm. just because it's four percent, it's sessionable, it it's it's just got everything you want. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's. Like you say, it's got everything at that sort of percentage, which is difficult to get at 4% to have that Definitely. body flavour characteristic and, like you say, that sort of drinkability again of going back out. Yeah, I'll have another one of them, which Absolutely. that has just got in bucket loads. Yeah, and, and that's... It's not too hoppy as well. Some of them you have, and it's just like pure, pure yeah. hop. I think, I think, I mean, obviously it's hoppy, it's such an IPA, uh, but I think it's... The, the the balance that we've got with it, I'm 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 really happy with it. I think it's it's hoppy enough that you know what it is. Mm. It looks the part, it tastes the part, but it's not so overwhelming that you forget about the other characteristics of the beer, the other yeah. dimensions of it, the malt character, the the uh, you know the water chemistry, the kind of yeast character. It's for for me, you know, just through trial and error, I think we've kind of happily hit a nice equilibrium with all those all those characteristics it's a good example of what you can do with like lots of small tweaks small changes so not like yeah. throwing the recipe out but just going hang on let's just a bit more body you know let's look at the hop character let's look at the the dryness you know let's look at the body in it yeah it's um it's a labor of love isn't it i think it's 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 sort of over time evolved into something great yeah, well, this is it, and obviously there's so many different tweaks and variations that you can do in terms of, like you say, just oh, tweak a, a malt yeah. base slightly or change the yeast or the hops and the quantity and when you add them, it's, like you say... And, just... and, and, and it was that. It was step-by-step, mm. step, grist, wort chemistry, mash temp, pH, and it was just like, boom, boom, one at a time mm. until until this. It, you know, it wasn't even like we decided to fully change it. It was kind of like each increment that we added each change you know it was a very gradual process over quite a few brews um but now that that changing is completely stopped we've hit a point where it's like right this is the recipe for pocket rocket mm. it's not subject to change you know yeah, so. yeah well that's it and it's good that you've sort of got to that point where you sort of you're happy with it because i say this to quite a few brewers and brewers and i think i think we chatted about it last time actually is that you're always looking at it with that skeptical and cynical eye of i'm not quite happy i'm not quite happy i'm not quite happy but to get to a point where it's like yeah that's it in its final form it's yeah. quite it must be quite a satisfying it's, thing actually it's it's weird i guess this and there's one other beer we do called loco and they're the, the only, you know they're the only two beers that i've kind of ever really been happy with been mm. like right there's you know there's it's but, but it's not like 
you think it's like the best beer ever or anything. Of course it's not. But it's yeah. like when you drink a beer and you think there's nothing that I would change about that mm. to make it better or worse. You know, it's like yeah. that beer is exactly what it says it is, is exactly what it's meant to be. And, you know, obviously completely subject to opinion, but that, when I hit that point with Pocket Rocket, it was quite, it was quite nice thinking, oh, actually, like, I don't need to change it anymore. It's kind of hit this point now where we can just continue as, as we are. And it's interesting, yeah, actually, because yeah. as, it, as it kind of hit that point, um, like, a lot more people are buying a lot more of it. So it's not just... It's not just us in the brewery going, hmm, this beer is this beer is finally good enough. Yeah, it's, it's, you can see people's like appreciation has also like gone up with the kind of changes. So it's almost it's it's really rewarding, not just to, you know, as like brewers and that to, to be like, yeah, we've we've made this beer much better, but also to see people enjoying it and more and more people buying it and you know, so it's kind of hitting both both sides of the equation, I think. Because um, yeah, because yeah, because that is it. Sometimes you brew a beer and you, you well, well, you know, you you try a beer or whatever, and, and you think, oh my god, this is this is it. This is as good as it gets. Then you look at them taps, and it's like two, one, zero point two five, <laughs> and you're like, oh well, maybe I'm wrong. Like you know, but, but yeah, that, that, that it's, only it's, happens it's, if you make a lager and people go, I don't like lager. Bon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't drink do lager. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. you'll never win on an untapped. No, you'll never, no, never no. win on it. It's just such no, a nice I, I love it. I love the the risk and the spice. I just love it. <laughs> I can't get you mean, you mean like the complete drug. insanity? Inject it untapped into my veins. Yeah. I just love it. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, I always say it's like the old trip advisor read it. Perfect. Couldn't score it any better. Four <laughs> yeah. out of five. And it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, brilliant. And like you say, um, I don't drink stouts, so I'm going to give it a mm, But that's, that's classic. That is classic yeah, untapped, yeah. isn't it? Why did you buy a stout? Yeah. Why did you buy it's, a stout? It's too strong yeah. for me. Well, it's 8%. What were you expecting? You know, it's it's that, yeah. it's that brilliant. I, say, I just um, love the, the, to the point reviews when you get 0.25 and the caption of the review is shit. And that's it. That's what I love. <laughs> <laughs> they're my favourites because they're just like, there's no messing around. They're just like, mm. it's shit. There you go. <laughs> That's, 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 all you, that's all you're getting from that's me. All you need to know. Yeah. That's all you need to know, mate. And yeah. it, Stella's a five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh people going untapped and rate stuff like Peroni, Stella, Cow. It's like, yeah. why is that even on there? Why is that even a thing? It's, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's not designed for this purpose, so just get out. Well, that's that's the thing. If you look at their end of year reports, all of those beers, they're they're on there and they're they're trending, aren't they, at the top? And you're like, what is happening? I mean, Guinness, Guinness is quite a highly rated beer on untapped, you know. It's quite up there. Like, that's when you that's when you find out that Untapped has suddenly been bought out by all big five sort of conglomerate companies of AB and Bev Heineken. That'll be that'll be the day. Just five five star reviews for for Carling. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with Carling, lads. We won't have a bad rest yeah, of five. It. Come on, five. <laughs> hey, you you gave you gave a very good review of the Carling uh, Brewery Museum last time. It's you not the Carling the Museum. Oh. It's the Bass Museum. <laughs> But oh, the Bass Museum, sorry, and then also very, and also the anecdote of uh, of what happened whilst you were there. But yes, it's uh, pissing in a head now. We're not, we're not going to, that ship is safe. We're not, not going to go back into those waters. Let's not go back. Yeah, if anybody wants to listen to that, they can uh, go back to the previous episode. But I must admit, after what you said about it, I do want to go there. Um, you should definitely go. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yes, you now now should. the world's open back yeah, up. Hopefully, it'll be back up and running very, very yeah. shortly. So it's not a million miles away. For the sake of a day trip, so it must be close in Cornwall. It's 
I, I think anything's closer yeah, to true, Cornwall. True, true, true. Yeah. It's closer than Bristol, and that's the halfway point for me in Cornwall. So it's if it's closer than Bristol, then it must be closer. So, so Ricky, so obviously you yeah. sort of you're sort of approaching these things with a a different sort of opinion and perspective. Have you have you got anything in the in the pipeline that you're sort of driving and and want to do yourself or? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely, I mean, we, we, I mean, God, we talk about a different beer, you know, I can, I can wake up the next day and I'll be like, oh, should we do, should we do one of these? So there's, de- there's definitely some, some cool stuff I want to do. I definitely want to play around with some, I, I love Belgian beers. I mm. love Belgian beers. And um, I definitely think there's a, a gap in the, in the roster, if you like, um, without sounding American, that, that a Belgian beer is definitely a, like, you know, doing it on, um, I always forget the name of the saint. There's always a saint's day, the saint of beer. What's his name? It's totally gone up. I've had too many Pocarillos, obviously. Somebody um, somebody quick Google it while somebody uh, Google it. Sorry. Uh, I can What's edit this name? out and potentially make him sound really intelligent. I know. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you're gonna have to do that anyway, mate. You're gonna have to Saint Arnold. But yeah, so basically he um he obviously he he was infamous and became sainted for saving the lives of of lots of medieval people by you know rather than drinking water he was giving them small beer and table beer um mm. and because obviously you know the boiling point and whatnot it was a lot safer to drink um and so i i, I kind of have, i'd love to do a belgian beer and commemorate that day um i think that's pretty fun um i'm gonna have i mean you've, you've done it right because we've got a new stout coming out yeah we? and i was just about to say actually i'm i'm really i my first input that you'll start to see actually because i i said earlier i was a stout fan we're actually we've um we've got we're be is it next we we keep moving it back obviously with all of the 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 COVID next week <laughs> next final week. delay <laughs> final um, delay final doing, delay we're doing a um we definitely bring it next definitely, week definitely definitely bring it next week um yeah. a, a chocolate orange style um, excellent so yeah so um so I'm really excited about it. I'm a big lactose in beer fan big big lactose mm. in beer fan so it's gonna be it's gonna be lactose there's gonna be some real orange so you know zest and juice chocolate it's going to be it's going to be good so watch out for that one that's going to yeah. be you know and I, I george very much takes the credit for the the full recipe on that but i, de- I definitely sat there and i was like more, more lactose <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, so, we, simon hasn't we accidentally seen ordered double the order for the lactose <laughs> shirt, so, um, that's probably i saw the like i saw i saw i saw the lactose <laughs> turn up today yeah it's it so, pretty yeah. large <laughs> Uh, I always like it when we're doing a new recipe. I, I was on the phone, Rick. yeah, and she was like, "Is that enough?" And I said to Ricky, "I said, I don't know, is that enough?" And he's like, "Nah, a little bit more." We, it was quite. It was uh, quite. And I was like, "Okay, a hundred. It was quite bromantic, wasn't it? We we just locked eyes, and I was like, "More lactose." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we ended up with double, exactly double, exactly double. Wrote, so. Yeah, see, this is what happens when I take a day off. You two get all <laughs> yeah. dewy-eyed over lactose. We just order fifteen tons of lactose. Yeah, and then I come in the next day and I'm like, "Have you ordered the oranges yet?" You're like, "No." <laughs> oh no, but I've got Great. all the lactose Great. in course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I'm on. Now I'm on the phone to a guy from like a local shop. He's like, "So do you want Spanish or Egyptian oranges?" I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> just know. oranges, please. Which ones yeah, are yeah. better? Just. <laughs> so. so yeah, that, we're, yeah. We're, I'm definitely excited. I think. I, I think. 
I'm excited about all the zesting and the juicing that's going to happen. But equally, whilst we're doing it, I wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know why you'll, you'll be doing that. Next. Yeah, it takes hours. Yeah, yeah. So you've, just, have... you've just signed yourself up for that, yeah, mate. Yeah, so... I'm going to regret that. I'm gonna... There you go, to that. I'm going to be like hundred oranges deep, and then I'm going to be like, why did I say that on that podcast? <laughs> you went, you you grated your knuckles off, and you're just crying yeah. on the very floor. Right, I'm, like, I'm oh, off back to London. Fun. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Enough, so I'm yeah, off back. See you later. Yeah. This was a terrible idea. You said this would be fun. Simon would be like, sweet relief. <laughs> it's like you said to me the other day when you were washing one of those old casks, you're like, I'm not really enjoying this. No one enjoys it. It was like a pre-COVID barrel. And that's the first, I think that's probably the first thing you've said to me that you're not enjoying. Yeah, I know, I have. That's, what, that's we why we have Kings of Leon. Yeah, Kings of Leon. Takes, takes all the pain away. We have those first two Kings of Leon albums on when we're doing yeah. any shit job. We make, it makes everything repeat. better. We listen to him like four or five times and it just kills all the pain. That, that should have been his first job. He's like, right, this is a test. If you're going to enjoy it, you're going to stay here. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Yeah. And if you can do that, you can do anything. Well, I made so it through 200, 200 kegs of pre-wash. So I think if, if I'm still here tomorrow, I've probably, I'm probably going to stick it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you sort of travel to Cornwall quite regularly? And is that oh, where you decided? Or has it just been a pipe yeah, dream no, for a while? No, or? no, no, absolutely. No, um, we holiday every, every year in Cornwall mm. leading up to this. And... I had my honeymoon in Cornwall and um, we absolutely love it. We just, we travel around and we'd always come to Padstow and I'd always, I'd always go and, and get beers. I, I hadn't actually been to the brewery before, but you know, the tasting mm. room, I'd, I'd regularly get in there and get some beers. So, yeah, so yeah. I, you know, I, and again, I say I come from a fan's perspective, but I was a fan of Padstow before I, you know, before I worked yeah. there as well. So, yeah. and you know, so that's. But you're starstruck working with I me. Know, I'm literally <laughs> like, you know, Oh, it's that time. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy's making it. What's happening here? Every, every day is a dream. Yeah, for yeah. Every, every day is just starstruck. <laughs> we, have to take, we have to sit him down and let him breathe properly yeah. before he starts any work because he's obviously working with me. Brown paper bag. Yeah. Yeah. Superstar at Broomworld now. <laughs> well, you know, bloody Broomworld of Padslow. There's only one of us. Exactly. <laughs> you're, a Corn- you're a Cornish celebrity, mate. That's That's it. <laughs> Yeah, he, just, getting... he does know everyone it is quite frustrating if you go anywhere with george you have to like factor in like a 10 minute chat with about five people um, and just accept that that's going to be part of your journey it's, it's all these cycling tours of pubs that he goes on and everything it's just it's, it seems to be everywhere did you watch that yeah, yeah. You did, did you watch that tour de piss anyone who's listened to this podcast if you're ever in cornwall Around was it July? I think. Yeah. I can't remember, mate. Anyway, I, I feel like the, it's a, it's 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 actually the biggest sporting organised event. <laughs> it's the biggest sporting <laughs> event in Cornwall. It's a tour de piss. I remember. So I we, remember. I don't know if you remember. I can remember it quite vividly. That's. I think you pulled you pulled up outside the first pub and it was shut. On this on the last year's, I think. I was I was smashed. I, 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 I knew you were. Anyway, I can't remember. remember. I knew. I, 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 I was watching it. Anyway. I think it was just as I think was it was that point where pubs had started opening again. And I think you'd gone to the first one and you'd all pulled it like to just see a bikes outside and just like strong start. This this pub's shut now, so we're on to the next one. And then <laughs> just progressively got worse from there. Just oh yes, I do. Yeah, that was the four ways up in St. Minver. That was the second pub. Because we started off at Chapel Amble and then we went down through St. Minver across Rock, Rampole's death, and all that. 
first pub was open, we had about four pints there because <laughs> you're all just, just a bit excited. And then we got to the second pub and it was shut, so we just kind of sat there and drank cans. And then, and then his videos on. got more progressively shaky as he was cycling, getting yeah, overtaken. By after that. It was just yeah. flip, blurred flip, pictures of my feet. off by drivers <laughs> passing him as they were veering all over. Yeah, yeah, it's all part. Of, it's all part of the fun. Yeah, I, you know? I, th- I think I messaged you at some point. I don't know if it was the, the, the sort of piss or at some point when you're doing a, another pub crawl. I was like, you'll have to show, sort of show me the the sites of these pubs that you go to. It's like, yeah, whenever, Mate, whenever you're down, yeah, come on down. You're down, come yeah, on down, just... come come down for tour de piss. Oh, I can't wait for we'll tour de piss. Put, we'll put you up. Honestly, it will change you forever. If there's one going on in May, mate, I'll be I'll be there. I'm sure we've given sort of like a, a range of pre a pre tour just as a warm. Haven't we sort of organised one already? We, we have kind of have actually. Yeah, yeah. we have. Yeah. Oh. Is that is that a good time to lead on? It feels like a yeah, good. It's, it's like a yeah. good place to jump off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm leaving Padstow on the 28th of May. Um, big, big big news in Padstow. Oh, yeah. Ricky's Ricky's, Ricky's in charge now. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm leaving Padstow 28th of May and I'm setting up a nano brewery on the other side of the estuary up in Rock, Rock Polzeth, um, called Lowlands. Um, so smaller than Padstow, in a we've got a site, it's going to be big 40 foot high cube shipping containers. It's going to be a brew pub, so brewed on site, drank on site, sold from site. Um, so yeah, Ricky and Simon are taking the brewing positions between them um and i'm cheers and gone living the dream on the on the on the light side of the estuary while those boys stay on the dark side <laughs> i can sense this it's good news because it means there'll be a uh, good beer on both sides of the estuary Absolutely. for the first time and the leaving do is toward piss three yeah and what date has that provision been planned in for if we organise it, it is if in you May. Organize it. it is in May. I think. It is. It is May. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? If we organise it, all we've got to do is get a bike. You'd have to sort me a bike out as well. So. Yeah, that's fine. That'd be fine. We'll get you a piss, a piss bike. We'll get you. Yeah. We'll get I'm going to say, I'm just. I'm just thinking, your bike. Fran- we can lend you a bike. Checking my calendar now, so I think we're down from 15th to 27th, maybe 29th. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. That literally, you're here for tour de piss. You are. You're here for tour de piss. It's destined. You have to come along. We're going to start on the moors. Yeah. Right up in those moorland pubs, we're gonna mash off a yard of ale, and then just it's all downhill. So there's no pedalling, mm. like carling the whole way. Like um, yeah, you'd be alright. And then we'll get the Waybridge, and then we'll do all the pubs. Then we'll get the Padstow, do all the pubs. Then we'll get the, maybe the ferry, maybe not. Either way, there's gonna be loads of carling. <laughs> Is that you your view by carling? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember that carling being the theme when we talked about this it. before. That wasn't. I, I pre-ordered so many. <laughs> he's already put like he's put bar tabs on and like a sequence of pubs on yeah. this on the tour route already. That, that well, the problem is because no, all the pubs are Austin pubs they have Carlsberg, so um. I've had to buy in cans of Carling, but I've hidden them along the route. <laughs> Got to be like in ice boxes, like, yeah. like when you're doing oh, like an endurance. Can we pull over, boys? To... I just yeah. crouch down and pull out. Yeah, yeah. That is a risky game. Pulling over for like what could potentially be a discarded can of Carling. I mean, how many? I don't recommend anyone trying. Well, it's not that. discarded. I wrote, I wrote, well, I wrote GC. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not like a <laughs> You're not a madman, then. Like you know, there's some sort of planning going into that. Someone might pick it with GC on it. That I can't drink that. It's GC's, whoever, whoever. Yes, yeah, it's, 
Everyone's really nice yeah, and cold. It's fine though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say I don't think you've got to worry about any sort of roving sort of drunkards or homeless people sort of picking up random cans of Carlsberg <laughs> or Carlin like we do up here. Let's just in Newquay, but maybe you know, but not in sort yeah, of yeah, Newquay. Even yeah, even yeah. Newquay is is you know improved. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, compared. Ah, Simon lives in the UK. Thank you much. I was. Yeah, I. I see people walking around. It's like, how do you afford to live in in Cornwall? And I just get really jealous and get really arsy about it and just sulk a little bit inside. Just like I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you how, boy. We live Change in caravans. Mm. <laughs> we live in live caravans. In caravan. Yeah, That's not how you, Simon, it. obviously. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Simon lives in this. Yeah. I'm not in a new- caravan. Nuki Mansion while I'm in a shitty caravan. That's, that's I wish. You don't live in a You live in a shipping anymore. container now, lads. You live in Port yeah. Isaac. Yeah, I do now. I'm in Port Isaac now, yeah, it's true. So has, um, has this been... But yeah, so it's um, has this been... it's big news. Yeah, it's been very big news. Big news. George, has been... George has been with us for four years, so it's... um, so Yeah. We're... It's going to be sad it's, to it's see It's not going to be a stranger, but, um, He's not. I'm crying on camera, just for those that can't see. Just quickly, <laughs> quickly throw some water on your face, just, you know. Put it on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw some um, beer on your face, it'll be fine. No, no but for, it is sad because obviously, like, I started shops on the rock side, mm. learned to brew, learned the, the importance of SOP and quality control, and then kind of went to Padstow and got the kind of creative reins a little bit. Um, so obviously, Padstow's kind of been the making for me, mm. the making of me as, as, as a brewer. Um, so to see the back of it is, is sad, but you know, we. Obviously, like we're still going to be in touch. Like Padstow is going to be the staple cask beer at, Lo- at, at Lowlands. The name I don't know if I said it already. Um, so Lowlands will have. I, I you you might have said, said it already. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every opportunity. <laughs> Maybe one, once yeah. or twice. I think. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that'll be the the, the 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 cask beer will be local, um, and obviously we're going to be doing collabs and stuff like that. So it, you know, I'll still be doing stuff at Padstow, but it'll mm. just be. On the on the on the good side of the estuary, not the shit one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think me me and Simon, yeah, we're we're both going to be really gutted that George is going, but but like we're we're really happy for him doing it. He's he's took. He's, mm. I mean, in the time that I've been there from from sort of November, like I've learned so much from him. He is he's a legend. He's he's taught me so so much. And um, you know, despite him, or, like, I'm a big Kings Leon fan, but he's nearly driven me mad. <laughs> the amount of times he's played a half shake, half break. You've got to have your five a day, five Kings of Leon albums a day, or else you don't fucking Albums, not even songs, fruit. albums. Yeah, albums, nice. man. That's that's all we have. Kings of Leon. On. I, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've gone through this like obsession with Kings of Leon, and it just makes like when you like scrub, you're pulling yeast out of a can. So is that is that a new band? Years. Is that a new band? Kings of Leon. <laughs> See, so, Simon's a closet Kings of Leon. He he pretends he doesn't like them, yeah. and then he sends us pictures where he's like halfway through their back catalogue and. He's obviously just singing to himself at home. Look, he was trying. He's, he's debating whether to deny it or accept yeah. it now. He's just like, mm, or, yeah, I know. Yeah, just... <laughs> I used to. I, I, yeah, I did well, used to you... quite like them. I like some. I like when they got popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked them when they were good. 2008-2010 phase when they actually made some decent music, mm. but we'll. Uh, that only by the night yeah, album. Yeah. That's what that one is. Yeah. Yeah. So has, has this always been a sort of a. <laughs> A dreamy yours and George has this always sort of been on the inside of the, the yeah, future for you or it has it has well obviously I'm, from, I'm obviously being from Burton and I've already ever told anyone but uh, I'm, I'm from Burton which is <laughs> you know, the home of British Brewing uh, I've always wanted to have my own brewery um, and it, it kind of happened a lot 
quicker than I thought it would. Uh, you know, I thought I'd be happening in my 30s, but I'm, I'm 25 now. And uh, the opportunity came along. And um, my business partner, Hugo, um, has kind of been like the catalyst. So I, I was kind of talking about, oh, whenever I get smashed, I said, oh, I'd like to open a brewery one day um, before anyone else does, like around Polzeth Rock, kind of the mm. other side of the estuary um, where, 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 where I live. Um, and then Hugo was saying, oh, well, you know, if you ever want to hand with that, you know, I'm keen. And I was like, yeah, all right. And I thought he meant just like digging holes or just doing something like that. And he was like, nah, like, I actually want to help. So, you know, he kind of said, you know, I actually want to do this. Like, we've got this, you know, I, I could potentially sort this out this with, this with this plot. Um, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, he's not just drunk offering help digging holes and moving yeah, wheelbarrows. Genuine, yeah. Like, <laughs> genuinely being serious. And I was like, I, I didn't, I hadn't really thought about it being this soon. Um so obviously the, the, the opportunity we have was one that if we turn it down, we're not going to get mm. one again, especially looking at Cornwall now since COVID, the price of everything is yeah, rocketed yeah. and the availability. So um, took the option and, and Hugo really has been the catalyst. If it wasn't for him, this, you know, it, it, it simply wouldn't be happening, mm. you know, not at all. It would just be, I would still just be telling people when I'm pissed at the pub, yeah, one day I want to open my own brewery <laughs> and then like, Going outside and yeah. crying for a bit, but that was it. That would be it. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it it's always been there, but it's it's kind of gained speed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's accelerated quite quickly. Really. Yeah, I suppose if the sort of like you said, if if you're in the sort of the right place, right time, and the right opportunity comes up, it's like you say, if you if you set well, like you 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 have been with Pad yeah. still, but if it's kind of what you've wanted to do, you kind of like you say when the opportunity is there, because obviously, like you say, cost of stuff down there is just ridiculous. And if it comes up and it's like, right, that's prime space, you can't really... Especially St Minver, exactly. Like, where we are, like, Rock, Gordon Ramsay's got his house mm. there. Like, David Cameron's got his house there. It's, it's big yeah, money yeah. down there, like, you know. And 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 also, like, it's, it's in the past few years, it, this is a thing for the whole of North Cornwall. All the independents have dropped off and it's been replaced by a St Austral pub or an independent pub, which isn't really independent, or a lazy yeah. pub, uh, and and there's, there's there's very little craft beer. The biggest craft beer selection for us is, I mean, Wayfridge Wines is great, but it's all Cornish. But like, if you want nationwide craft beer selection in North Cornwall on the coast, Tesco's Waybridge is your best selection. Mm. And like, yeah. for me, like being Polzeth Rock, because of the influx of tourists, it's kind of becoming like a resort, yeah. and all the kind of places where you used to be able to give us something a little bit alternative, you know, a little bit less about simply pleasing holidaymakers. Mm. They've all died off. And now it's all about offering the same as everyone else, the cheapest food you can do, the most table t- tables yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do. And it, it's like, it's even like this, 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 like in the area, you've got like five St. Austin pubs, one Sharks pubs and one free house. Yeah. One totally free house. And what do they do? They buy all their beer through St. Oster and serve the same beers as all the other St. Five yeah, St. Oster pubs. And it's like, well, what's mm. the point? And they're like, oh, well, it's just easy because they'll they'll do the bar for us. They'll sell us beer. Yeah. They'll sell us wine. They'll sell us spirits. And it's like, well, that's not what it's about. You have an opportunity here to, to offer something truly yeah, unique. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just, you know, I thought like, if no one else does it, 
of the America, or I have to be the to one do it. Yeah, to yeah. do it around Paul's death rock. It has to be me mm. to do it. And the opportunity came along and I was just like, well, Christ, I better take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the same token, it's a big jump in it because I know from, from our point of view of sort of going to my current work with Yorkshire Craft Beers is that we, we want to do the same as open a, a bar where we are and we want to do what you're doing with sort of chipping containers because there's only one really other place in sort of where we are that's doing craft beer and it's like if we can be sort of the the catalyst and driving force the behind that exactly you know, yeah we're outside yeah. elite city center which is a real hub for craft beer but obviously city centers are well, kind it's... of sort of fading out a little bit now if we can kind of be the driving force yeah, yeah, behind yeah. that we want to do it it's about creating that destination isn't it it's about yeah making yeah we, we, we were speaking to our to our landlord and um his, 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 his wife came up and um, she was like, so, so what are you doing up here? We're like, we're opening a brewery. She was like, yeah, but Sharps is over the road. Like, we're on the same estate as Sharps. And she was like, yeah. She was like, yeah, but there's a brewery there already. And I was like, yeah, but Sharps. It's, 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 <laughs> I said, it's Sharps. It's craft beer. It's, it's different. She said, well, like, but they already make loads of beers. And I was like, yeah, but it's it's all the same. She, she just didn't, didn't get it. Yeah. And that and and just just that's the thing about, especially down in North Cornwall, it's just not a thing because of the consolidation of all the pubs under St. Osterbury or shops or the big pub chains. No one's ever had to work to drag mm. people in because there's always an influx of holidaymakers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's 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 trying to like fully, as you said, exactly get that niche and be the one that starts it there because mm. you you have to if you're going to do it you've got to be the og yeah, you've yeah. got to be the original yeah yeah well that's so, it and, so and it's exactly that. you know a lot of things start from shipping containers and a burden they started from shipping containers didn't they it's you know it's, it's the popular yeah. thing now we've sort of come to realize there's a few places that have done it around here is that it's so much cheaper than having a sort of a custom built or purpose-built building you know to actually sort of have shipping containers and fit them out it's it's a more yeah. financially feasible and they method, look they look yeah. great as well. We've got we've got four 40 foot side cubes, so they're foot taller and they're in like a horseshoe shape. So we've got this yeah. like we've ended up with this lovely courtyard area, Perfect. big double container hollowed out into one, nice tap mm. room. So it's 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 kind of like it's worked better than if we would have built it out of actual bricks and mortar yeah. anyway. So when yeah, you when are you gonna be open then, George? Um well we're hoping to be open 21st of June. Um, that's the plan, but, uh, but good, 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 auspicious. Yeah, date, yeah, we one. just kind of came up with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then we got on from. <laughs> yeah, we listened to the streets and then we just thought, what about the 21st of June? Mm. I just had this thought, I was like, 21, mm. yeah, yeah, June 21. But, but yeah, if, okay, if you're in Cornwall, <laughs> Lowlands Brewing, we're going to be opening up 21st of June. Uh, cans try and be oh. pretty modern. We've kind of started the like like the Cornish version of the Bermondsey Beer Mile, but a bit further, obviously. You know, and you have to get a ferry in between as well. You can, you can get a ferry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ferry. Like, yeah. How Cornish is that? Absolutely. The Cornish taxi. Yeah, no, yeah, well, the yeah, water taxi yeah, that yeah. runs till 1am, so yeah. you'd be happy to hear. Well, you'll be fine, because, you know, we've got two tap rooms in Padstow, and then you've got Lowlands yeah. over the river, so, yeah, you're fine. Absolutely. And we're Great obviously, night. yeah, Saturday night, Scar night, so, no brainer. <laughs> Shave your head, put your Doc Martens on, and come on up. Can't go wrong. Well, I reckon we should probably uh, find another beer to finish yeah, on. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, so you wanted, so I, you, you suggested the uh, the porter, which you I, vetoed um, the porter. You were like, I shame, no, I shamelessly vetoed. Don't like those. Person, <laughs> oh, no. so, yeah, so 
I um I said we'd go for one of the sort of the pills or the wheat beer. So I don't know which one we've. I think, I think we went. Pills, yeah, let's let's go pills then. Unless yeah. we mislabeled it. Yeah, it looks like pills now. Let's hope. Let's hope Porter doesn't come out. Otherwise, we've gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Yeah. That would be a bad day in the uh, in, in the be, canning line. It'll, it? it'll be an abrupt oh, end. Yeah, it'll be an abrupt end to the show. Just like yeah, blame Celia. Yeah. I'm, off, yeah. I'm sealing yeah. off. Big shout out to Celia. Yeah, yeah Celia, our OG labeler. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not dark, so that's a yeah, positive yeah. sign. It's quite nice quite and clear, actually. Yeah. I must admit, I am trying to sort of stay towards more sort of. Lagers, pilsners, wheat beers, that sort of thing. I, I think I'm sort of getting to my end of sort of really big hazy IPAs at the minute. I think I've had sort of, I've really indulged on them. So I'm, I'm sort of, as summer comes along, I'm looking forward to getting into a bit more sort of pilsner and wheat beer. You tried calling? Yeah, yeah. Made in burn. Got a six packet fridge, mate. When you're up in May, if you, see, if you see any GC cans laying about, just leave them where they are because, yeah. you know, you'll get to them later. I'll swap them. I'll go find some other stuff and label them, mislabel them, and replace them. I think I, I think you're right though with the whole overindulging. Like I've I've definitely been guilty of it. Like mm. because you, like for me, I I often follow like the Instagram hype a little bit, yeah. and it's just constant hazy IPAs, and I'm like, you know, they're really nice, but there's only so much you can fit under the hazy IPA kind of blanket. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like there's such a world of beer styles out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, that you you're really missing out on a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people do limit themselves, don't they, to just yeah, just hazy IPAs and imperial stuff. Just hazy IPAs, mm. and you're like, yeah, okay, great. But there are so, like you said, there are so many styles that you could be you could be drinking to just only really want to drink one one style. Just seems well, it's criminal, isn't yeah. it? Really, I mean, you're just missing out on so many great beers. Yeah. Well, I think the sort of the sign is mm. the sort of going back to Verdant is they've just obviously released their um, their sort of small scale project that they've said that they sort of focus on you know the juicy pails and IPAs they've started you know they're going to focus more on pills and lagers sort of experimental things and certainly I've sort of been doing a a beer school on the side and it's kind of made me sort of go I want to try oh well I want to try a bitter or I want to try a wheat beer or a pilsner or a you know a mild exactly. or something it's yeah. like they're not the styles that. Mild, got me into this, yeah, we... do you know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. I want to try them just to try something different. It's and it's and it's also like I, th- I think for me, like a lot of people judge a brewery too easily. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll judge a brewery because they'll drink five beers from them, all of them hazy IPAs, and, uh, or, or, or or whatever. Mm. And I feel like you know, for me, and, and, and you know, that, and, and this is born out of pads though. It's I think there's so much strength in being able to embrace every single style yeah and and, and, and also every way of serving it not just putting it in a keg or a can you know putting bottle conditioning mm. cast conditioning uh, uh you know like it's but, 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 but like, a, like a full plethora of, of um of styles yeah and, and and not being kind of nervous to try something which isn't trending already yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot. That's that's the one thing for me. A lot of breweries, I, new beer. Oh, great! Another hazy IPA. Mm. Okay, fantastic. What was it? You know, it's just for me. It's just a bit like, come on. There's there's so many different styles of beer that you could try. Just push the boat out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what's well, good for us? I mean, we've been obviously Pilsner. Um, we've been bringing it for for years and years, and it's another beer that's changed over the years. I mean, it used to be a 
a bottle conditioned pilsner, which you don't see them. Christ, that goes back. <laughs> don't see them anymore. <laughs> um, and now, yeah, it's it's much more kind of modern and and yeah, I guess it's a much better beer for it. But like we've been doing these these collaborations with Bulletproof from uh, Plymouth, mm. who are you know completely obsessed with lager brewing. I mean, Paddy well, they're a lager just, brewer, aren't they? They don't do anything. Yeah, they else. are. But I mean, yeah, take like the level of kind of knowledge about how to brew a lager they've got is just like you just don't get that. Mm. Um, unless you, yeah, we've been yeah, unless you, unless you are Bulletproof. Um, but that's made our pills the better. Like yeah, these lagers with them and learning more about about how you can brew a lager and you know temperatures for fermentation and time and patience and all those kind of things and you think oh actually do you know what a couple more weeks a couple more weeks lagering makes yeah. a huge difference to patience, the quality man. of the beer yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's saying I think that's what scares people about doing it sometimes isn't it obviously it takes so long to to ferment is it's, it's it's weeks it's, rather exactly, than days yeah. isn't it and it's such a well, it's, it it's, is. if if you it really could, is weeks. If, if you can turn around a, an ale of some sort in what 10 days, a lager is going to take you 40 days, mm. you know, kind of, or at least, at least on the bare, bare minimum, and that's real low lagering time. That's four brews you could have done in the meantime, yeah. and you're occupying one of your tanks. So yeah. you, you can kind of, you can kind of see why small brewers are like it doesn't it doesn't make any economic sense really you know you just restrict your production by the time you've done the fourth brew you probably sold the first one you know exactly yeah and yet you've just had this beer sat there lagering yeah and and and, and you still only get however many units exactly you don't get the same volume over time it doesn't get bigger (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't grow So is, is this? It's been in here. It's been in here for four weeks. And there's four times as much. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah. So is, is this one that you sort of tinkered away with, then, George, or is it just one that's not so Yeah. Or... Yeah. We, we. Well, I've I've reduced the bitterness slightly. Um, for a couple of progressions. I mean, we used to filter it, which yeah. took out so much of the flavour. Mm. But obviously, like, at the time, I hate filtering as well. Yeah. Well, ignoring ignoring the hatred of filtering. <laughs> like at the time, it was like we were trying to compete directly with. You know, other filtered lagers, yeah. and so it was all about well, we need it to be completely. It has to be consistently clear, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely yeah, clear. Um, but it just it just ruined the beer, like you know the, the amount of flavour that you lost. Um, well, and obviously, I, I, part of that was yeah. doing it quicker, lagering it for less time, and filtering it, which obviously is what you know bigger breweries do. Because as we've talked about, having your tanks full of beer for forty days isn't economical. Yeah might make great beer but it doesn't make a lot of economic sense so you know carling doesn't take 40 days to make um no. so yeah so we've we've definitely I mean, we haven't done any dramatic changes but we've definitely we've, tinkered with kind of we, how we make it rather than the yeah. recipe we've stopped finding it we've stopped filtering it so yeah. it's mm. it's it's whatever goes in in the brewing process is in it in the can yeah. and the keg you know so it's it takes a little bit longer to brew um but I think I think it's a far more flavoursome beer. Yeah. I think uh, you know I think it's it's only benefited from those changes, and, and that's the thing. It's it's like reinforcing like it'll get there. Just wait for it. Yeah, you know, right. it, it's right. so it's so easy to rush a beer out if you. Oh, I just feel yeah, yeah, yeah. right. 
Rain, rain oh, has kind of helped us, isn't it? Rain has kind of been an, an yeah, unnatural, of course, like, yeah, an accidental. You know, we we found ourselves. Rona was the key, yeah, yeah. Rona was the key. We found ourselves lagering, and then we were cracking cans and we were drinking them, and we were like, "God, this is this is really good." Well, yeah, like, we had we had a we had a brew normal, in, yeah. Like, we had a brew. Yeah, we, brew we, first we brewed lockdown. a lager just before lockdown, didn't we? And yeah, we did. Sat yeah. There Literally for, just before for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. And, and then, and then oh, we, we were can just package like, it now. Oh, yeah, and it was re tasty by the end of it. Hmm. I want to admit there's something a bit like uh, for me. A lot of lagers are just sort of lager is lager. You know, regardless of who's produced it, it can just a lot of it just taste rinse and repeat. But something about a pilsner yeah. and, and especially that, there's just got something about it that is just. Like you say, it's got that flavour. It's somewhat a little bit different, but it's still the, infinitely drinkable. Yeah. But you just again put that in a pint, and I could I could quite comfortably suck pints of that over an IPA or a pale. The the one thing that I've learned in my whole time of drinking beer is that never ever ever trash talk big beer or mass produced lager because I it's how it happens to me. I was trash talking big beer and then I was sat down and I was given a load of lagers, blindfolded, you know, no idea what they were and tasting them for drinkability without the brand and the label and all that stuff with it. And it was, it was the ones that you would least expect. I won't go into names, but they're the ones least expect coming out on top every yeah. time compared to like the leading craft brewery lagers and and you know it's it that's that's the real that's the real issue for me it's, it's a, the fact that a lot of big beer in this country is lager so a lot of people think well i'm not drinking lager because it's i can buy carling or cars or whatever down at tesco's or sainsbury's whatever so i think embracing the fact that lager is a is a big old big old book you know there's lots of styles there's lots of different breweries doing it and I, you know, it, it, it's a whole new world because i feel like you, you feel like you walk into a beer shop like a, like a decent craft beer bottle shop, I feel like you know eighty percent plus is, is is ales. It's 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 stouts, it's IPAs, it's pale ales, it's you know mm. all that kind of stuff. I don't think you see as much lager. You see a bit of imported lager, but you know there's 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 so much out there. And I think I'm 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 yes, I said I'm guilty of it. And it wasn't until we kind of I, you know, I got to, I told I was a mug for saying it. And, and then obviously we spoke to Paddy at um, um, Bulletproof and we kind of realised actually, you know, shit, there's, there's so much out there. Mm. There's so much diversity in the start, well, in the, uh, in the whole kind of group of lager that really it's, it's, it's made us think twice about how we brew it, thinking it's, it's, it's the only old lager, it's the only old Pilsner. We're only trying to replace this brand, this brand wash it out as quick as possible we've kind of taken a step back and said actually there's all these brands out there but you know like if you take a step back there's so much diversity in, in between each one and if we just wait a little bit longer we just take a bit more time with the recipe this and that it's such a better beer for yeah. it i think we've started loving lager a lot more exactly there's so much there's so much history around lager as well like if you look at germany and you look at you know bohemian beer producers like like in Pilsen you know there there's so much history it's, a, it's such an interesting beer and even just the whole accidental creation of you know the lager yeast and whatnot it's just it's, it's, it's kind of been skimmed it. isn't it it's been skimmed by craft beer yeah. no one no not many people have given it the proper interest and the proper attention it actually deserves mm. that's partly because obviously craft beer kind of grew up around uh, yeah almost yeah. like a protest against 
Of course, you know, it, it's, it's, so, completely, it's completely understandable, but it's but it's nice. It's nice. No, it's like I think now back we're around. thinking about it differently. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. now it's coming back around, and people going, "Oh, actually, do you know what? This is a style that we should be we should be looking at and doing it properly and doing it really well and proving that you know, proving how how good and interesting the beers can be." Yeah, but and we've and we've um, got we've got two really fantastic German style of inspired lagers that we we did with Paddy at the moment as well. That are dark lagers, you know, something that that I wouldn't have sort of wouldn't have been a go-to for me and that I think they're great and yeah. yeah like you say there's so much different variance isn't there and I think the thing that I see sort of quite frequently every year is that I think there's always that sort of what prediction is going to be the biggest thing for the coming year it's always craft lager, it's always lager. Yeah. this year's going to be lager this year's going to be lager this year's going to be lager. Yeah. Going to be, and it's never lager and I've always kind of never lager I've, I've kind of and like you say George I'm much you is that I've kind of dismissed it but then it's like well yeah. If you can get into these sort of pilsners and, and different sort of variances of, of lager, and I think, yeah, like you say, Bulletproof then, like Don Zoko are sort of big champions of sort of the style. Yeah, exactly, Don Zoko um, as well, yeah. Utopian. Yeah, yeah, like Utopian, they've done a fantastic... But it's a, compl- it's a completely different style of yeah. drinking, because it's, it's it's like, you know, like, if you drink hazy IPAs at the time, it's all about the hops and the body, mm-hmm. and that's it. Whereas a lager, there's nothing to hide behind, especially in a Pilsner or a, Hell- a Hells or something like mm-hmm. a Mars, and something where it's really clean. There's 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 absolutely nothing to hide behind. So, like, it really, to me shows the quality of the brewer mm. and all the thought that went into it because if the beer's shit the beer's shit you know you can't it's definitely hide attention to detail big, isn't it you can't hide yeah. behind a big dry hop or a big ABV yeah. it is what it is it's like a, it's like a greenhouse you can see from every dimension mm. yeah, yeah I think there's um, when I first was getting into it is uh, Johnny at Rainville a bottle shop in Leeds he said sort of all these craft yeah. breweries are doing IPAs pails and the one style they all want to do and do well is like a bock like a lager, is yeah. it? They all mm. they, yeah. they won't admit it, but they all want to do a bock and do it really, really. Because well, brewers don't necessarily want to drink what they're making because they're sort of sick of it, really. And that's really what they want to do. And I think that's sort of the underground sort of reality of it is that they're churning these things out. And it's like, well, actually, I want to kind of push myself a little bit and make these different styles. But because the market's for that, well, we'll just keep doing that. But I actually want to drink and actually make that instead. That they don't actually get a chance to do all yeah. the time. Yeah, and that's something we've always tried to do is to actually make beers not just not that aren't sellable, but uh, interesting beers, different styles. You know, let's challenge ourselves to do to do a bock, to do a you know a goza. You know, to really push. You know, find a style we haven't done before and and, and do it, and then try and do it really well. And that's that's definitely for us has always been a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So. That, that seaweed goji was really good last year. The seaweed goes was fantastic. Yeah. No more catching seaweed, George. Unless you're going to do a goes right. yourself with seaweed, isn't it? Yeah, we'll get him in. We need you down to road. We need you. We need you for for seaweed. Hooning <laughs> <laughs> it around, get my wetsuit yeah. on on the way. Yeah, you'll be on your own. For like, oh, where are yeah, yeah. Kelp hunting all day. <laughs> yeah. So has uh, a sort of progress already started on your your new place, then, George, or is it starting sort of once you've once you've left? Or... Yeah, well, as uh, it started, I mean, as I said, you know, none of this could be happening if it wasn't for for Hugo. He's 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 um he's been working on a building site, doing some project managing, so he's kind of got a real good sense of of overseeing a project, mm. and he's kind of done all the groundworks. Mm. Uh, basically, all I can do is dig holes. 
really. That's that's <laughs> that's all I can comfortably do without. You did some you did some jet washing, didn't you? Oh, jet, yeah, but jet washing is a brewery task. I can do that yeah, anyway. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, skilled, <laughs> a skilled professional. I prefer yeah, they're like yeah. So we've got we've got the containers in place. We hollowed them out. We you know it's we've got site. We're kind of currently thinking about putting some plants in. Um, we just want to make it like a, a craft beer hub. So you go and we're gonna have a bottle shop on site with some load of guest beers, um, guest beers on draft. We just want to make it like a basically we want to make what we wish the parish already had, but yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the main reasons I'm doing it because no one else has done it already. And I really want it. Yeah, yeah. So no, it makes sense, mate. It makes sense. And the thing that always sort of staggers me is that obviously. Cornwall, such a sort of a vast place, but sort of sparsely populated for craft beer. It's because obviously up here, where it's, sort of it's, it's sparsely populated for everything. Yeah. It's yeah. So obviously we've got so many bottle shops, including our own, that are in sort of one county, which obviously you are. And then at one point you had the two. You had two bottle shops in a full county, which is like no, it's bonkers, and then one of them, one of them yeah. shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing. Like you, you drive down west, the Truro, Falmouth like St Agnes County, you know, they're all pretty close together. So you can kind of, if you're down there, you've got one port of call, you can kind of go to more. But on the North Coast, you're, you're miles away yeah. from that middle point anyway. So it's, you know, it's for, for us, it's, um, it's just a nightmare getting hold of yeah. decent beer that we haven't made ourselves. So I kind of want to. That, that's that's the thinking behind it. But obviously, if I brew it as well, even better win win. Yeah, double whammy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what's good now is that a lot of the because uh, Cornwall's always had loads of breweries, but a lot of the beer has not been kind of accessible. Yeah. But now, obviously, we've got you know tap rooms in Padstow, like Pipeline. have got a tap room in St Agnes, and um, Black Flag. have got a tap room in Perranporth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's starting. You know, it's getting to the point where you'll be able to do a tour of Cornwall, and everywhere you go, there'll be a, a local craft brew making really good beer, and there'll be a tap room that you can drink it in. Well, you'll find out on sort of piss anyway. So, yeah, I'm not cycling all the way to Snagness. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll stop uh, up in Pasto. We'll get some cans for the road, and we'll just hit the coast path. We need yeah. a lot of Carling yeah. for that journey. I'll tell you that for free. Gosh, yeah. Have you littered Carling all the way down to St Agnes? That, the whole, that is the whole, a... the whole coast path has hidden Carlings. I buried, I buried them. Yeah. No, God. Well, this is it, and we, we're we're really spoiled up here because, like you say, sort of Leeds is like a a hub itself, but then sort of the wider Yorkshire area. There's so there's much. Probably 30, 40 breweries around here, and like you say, for you mm, guys, it's you're kind of a bit more sort of sparsely populated. But we were quite lucky that we were down in October for our wedding, and we sort of called into to Black Flag, and it was a a decent little spot and sort of things are up and coming and it's good to see that because I've been going to Cornwall since I was 11, 12, that sort of thing and and as the same nice. and see it sort of grow and change over that time is really, really good to sort of see that change, especially in the craft scene as well and sort of the beer scene. It's well, I think I think Verdant was a bit... Yeah, I think, I think it's... Hmm. I mean, they used to send all their beer out of Cornwall. I mean, it's yeah. still quite hard to get hold of in Cornwall. It's um, you, you, you literally can't because the there are so few shops. But I mean, that's getting better. And there's now bottle shops in in Truro and Falmouth and stuff. So you know, I think it's definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, it's getting to the point where you can come to Cornwall and actually drink, you know, proper Cornish craft beer. Um, and I, yeah. I, I, I also think that like 
it was a few years ago, five years ago or so, people would come down with, oh, I like craft beer. But they kind of assumed that St. Austell Brewery, because you could only really find it in Cornwall, was like this craft brewery. Yeah. And, and, and you know, like Sharp's Brewery special stuff was like a little bit unique. But I think now a lot of people are coming down with a, with a good level of knowledge. And they're kind of, they're hunting outside of the mainstream now a little bit, um, mm. which which I think is massively spurring on like Padstow, you know, like, 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 like um, you know, Black Flag, like Pipeline, breweries like that. Cause, because previously people didn't hunt out the good craft beer selections, the good craft yeah. beer hotspots. They would just go to whatever's easy because you couldn't get tribute in London. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. now you... And, and yeah. now you can. It's in all the pubs, and so is Doombar. So it's. I think like now, everyone's a bit more. They're a bit more savvy, aren't they? To it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think people are hunting a little bit more for it, which is which is really nice to see. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's it. And like you say, it's it, it's odd that like you say for so long people haven't been able to get it actually in Cornwall. It's you know because if you come to yeah. again come to Yorkshire, Manchester, London. Oh, we make this beer and we sell it here. Like you guys have always just sent it out, and it's like, oh, you can't really get it here. But like you say, now people have sort of switched yeah. on from beyond the tribute or the proper job or the Doom Bar or Chaps Atlantic, and it's and I think that's uh, that's part of COVID. And I think we've seen the sort of the same around here is that people have stopped going for, I want a Carlsberg, I want a Carlin. What what have you got that's local? And people have sort of switched a little bit now, sort of even more so because of COVID to, to want something that's locally produced and locally sourced instead of the, the mass produced stuff. Absolutely. But it's, it, it's, it's all good for, for you guys, obviously, because obviously it's such a big thing for you guys. I think, I think, I think it's good for everyone. People it's good coming for everyone. In. Yeah. I think so. Cause I always think if you're going away anyway, you want to drink something you can't get at home. That's the whole point. Right. So yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, that's it. And that's the thing about Cornwall because now Cornwall is such a, nationwide Cornwall's a brand you know people are just opening companies just because they're in Cornwall and it's mm. and it's such a brand now if you put Cornwall in front of anything it will sell nationwide because everyone holidays there mm. yeah yeah so like I feel like there's big like it's just so easy to just mass market by putting Cornwall front but I think a lot of people are kind of clued up to that now I think a lot of people are kind of realizing that oh hang on what was a few years ago such a Cornwall thing. I can now get it in spoons, Yates pubs. Yeah, people are starting to ask more questions. Like, buying it in cash. like, where's it actually yeah, made? Real, the, you know. the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, which it's not even that. They're just kind of clocking on to like, hang on, this used to be like a holiday product, mm. which is kind of unique yeah. to my trip away in the summer in Easter, whatever. But now it's like, that's all I can get in my local. Why? Why can I only get Do More on Tribute in my local pub? Where yeah. there's so many great breweries where I am, whereas in Cornwall, there's loads of great breweries and no one has a clue they even exist. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. it's it's you know it, I think it's a it's a really good thing that people are kind of wising up to it, paying attention paying attention to it. I think really. Yeah. Well, that's it, and it, it's still for a challenge. Really. Like I say, we're down in October and just trying to find Verdant, for instance, on on top or Pipeline mm. or, or you guys, wherever it's like. Well, barely anyone's got it on top. It's a nightmare. Why? Yeah, yeah. yeah good luck. It's, I mean, pre... to you guys direct. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, one of the things that makes me laugh is like before COVID and all the rest of it, we were selling more kegs outside of Cornwall than we were inside of Cornwall. Yeah. You know, mm. discounting our own kind of tap room, 
like most of the bars buying our beers were like Bristol and London and places like that because there just wasn't people in Cornwall going oh do you know what I could I could serve local craft beer just, mm. just the venues just didn't exist and it's better now but yeah it's um I think it's still going to take another few years before you know before there's a really good kind of craft beer appreciation in the kind of pub sector down here because yeah it is just so one-dimensional but um it's going in the right direction obviously for us you know we're lucky in terms of having padstow you know it's kind of captive audience a little bit and we've got we've got our bars down there um but we're obviously providing that kind of genuine local local product which is what people want so and it's good stuff yeah so yeah, hundred percent. And like you say, the more the sort of the good word gets out, the more that people are going to come in. And and I think, like you say, because of COVID, people are going to holiday more in this country a little bit more. So that again will hopefully drive the the local demand and just just grow the brands collectively and and push it. I think so. I mean, I mean, in some ways, the weird kind of upside to COVID trials was that a lot of people who had been coming down, obviously, were sat at home going, "Well, what what do I want to drink to remind me of you know." <laughs> happier times and it was oh yeah let's order beer from Badstow let's order beer from you know whoever and it's been it's Mm. been very gratifying to kind of have that support obviously people stuck in stuck in the Midlands stuck in flats in wherever they live and thinking yeah I want I want something that's going to remind me of what I did last summer (laughs) yeah you see you you see you see on Instagram don't you you see someone who's got their beer delivery yeah yeah and they're like they'll, they'll tag us and it's it's yeah. Birmingham or yeah. Manchester or yeah. you know like and like a little taste of Padstow and that's that's really been it's been very significant I think help obviously for big, us but for help. people as well so yeah, yeah. no definitely yeah. Mate. definitely it keeps you going mate motivation in it for sure that's the I think so it's, it's been good for us because yeah it's been a weird old year but moving on yeah. moving on is it yeah I think so <laughs> I think it's been it's a, a year. bigger and better thing yeah I bigger and better things mate eh and now people can come back and get a taste of pasta in person. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Cool. Well, yeah, well, guys, I think that sort of nicely brings us to the to the end of what we had planned to talk about. Unless there's anything you guys want to cover, but I think that sort of wraps things up nicely. Apart from uh, sort of George's farewell, almost of cheers uh, and gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have to play some sort of teary music or something. Yeah, if you if you could play yeah. something, you know, really sad. Um, maybe maybe like Jeff Buckley, last goodbye. That's quite yeah, nice. I'll, I'll it's not too can... sad. It's got upbeat as well. Yeah, I'll see if we can put some sort of like sad outro music. Or which is the lineman by Glen Campbell? Yeah, that's yeah, classic. That, that's, put on the very lot. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. But no, guys, it, it it's been a pleasure um, as always, Ricky. It's nice to to sort of yeah, met nice you virtually, you, but um, absolutely. We'll, we'll... See you on tour de piss, mate. See you, on tour yeah, de piss see you there. Yeah, bring, you, bring your helmets, whatever you do. Bring, yeah, bring your, your helmet. helmet. Safety first. I'm going to have to buy one. So. Oh, <laughs> do I have to buy like a tabard and a high vis jacket and everything? Is yeah, high vis, yeah, yeah, you have to have a high vis. Elbow you have pads, to have a elbow, elbow and knee pads. That's what I'll need. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll hopefully see you all in some way, shape, or form yeah, next month. That'd but, be awesome. Uh, Perfect. It's, it's nice to have uh, been part of it, George. I'll. Uh, I'll be certainly paying you a visit sort of later on in the year or next year once yes. you're up and running. Definitely. Uh, the start of the, the Cornish takeover in North Cornwall for you. And we'll uh, <laughs> the, uh, see the, what the future the, brings, mate. North Cornwall beer mile. Yeah, That's what yeah. it is. Hey. Mine a bit. But yes, but for, for anyone who's listening or watching, um, Pocorillo will be available very, very shortly um, today as we record. 
uh, to be released on Friday. It will be released uh, via Padstore Direct. So anyone's in the area wants to place an order, please, please do so. It's a, a very, very tasty West Coast beer. And anyone who's coming down, please pay me a visit as I will be doing so and uh, check out the brewery and also the tasting rooms. But guys, thank you very much. And I'll uh, I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, Stephen. Cheers, mate. Pleasure, mate. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Cheers, man.